up in my headphones, Charles? Turning it up. Hello, 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 everybody, one and all. Welcome to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and with me today, as always, is my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend, Charles. I am ready to talk some fantasy with my friend as well, Dylan, but not just any fantasy today. Oh. Because today... We get to revisit one of our most favorite, most prolific offers in all of fantasy, Brandon Sanderson. Yes, we are definitely revisiting Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> and this is always another a pleasure. yes, always a pleasure. And this is a special one that I'm excited about. If you can't tell, I'm very excited because uh, Dylan has been murmuring about this particular Ooh. book for quite a while. He's been teasing it. He's been discussing it. And he's been very passionate about it. And today he has he's here to recommend it. Right, Dylan? Yes. And, you know, usually, well, it's Skyward by Brandon Sanderson, if you didn't see that in the episode title or wherever else. But I, yeah, I'm really excited and passionate about this book and i i kind of just read it more on a whim and we weren't really planning on doing a recording about it but then i was like i don't know we have this podcast i really like this book why am i not telling people why i like it and why they might like it too so this is pretty much we've never really done this before uh but it's just gonna be like a spoiler free Dylan tells you about a book at a very <laughs> high level not gonna tell you what happens or anything like that but just why it's something I really enjoyed and why it's something that you might enjoy too so I'm used to giving my spoiler warning so it feels kind of weird not to give that but yeah sure let's <laughs> let's get into Skyward by Brandon Sanderson All right, without Dylan. spoiling it. <laughs> so, yeah, so tell me about it. What drew you to read Skyward by Brandon Sanderson? Uh, yeah, I guess what drew me to it was that it was by Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> That's like, always a good I, reason. I, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it has a really cool looking cover. I highly recommend checking it out. I don't know if you've taken a look at it, Charles. I haven't. I've seen, I've seen like the purple versus... one, the purpley one. Yeah. Yeah. And I could kind of tell it's like this young adult. I didn't know at the time, sci-fi novel that I, I don't know. I'd heard really good things about, but hadn't really heard any specifics about. So it was by Brandon Sanderson and I didn't really need you know, he's just in that territory of authors where you are willing to read anything that they put out without really questioning, like, is this a topic that I'm interested in? It's like, well, it's by Brandon Sanderson. I, I trust him to give me a great novel. And I pretty much picked it up because of that. I can say more about what it's about. So because <laughs> that might not be enough for everyone. But yeah, that's why I picked it up. Okay, cool. So. Uh, that's awesome, man. So, what you, you talked about first off that the prologue, 
that's what I remember. We had like a where to start with Brander mm. Sanderson conversation, and you were like, guys, the prologue in this book, Skyward, is like Sanderson at his best. You do you have more to say about I that? definitely have more to say on the prologue, but can I can I give something before the prologue sure, here, Charles, which is I, I want to give folks who maybe haven't read this yet an idea of what the story's about. And, you know, you can always check out the back of the book and all those kind of things, uh, which will will tell you some for sure. It's a story about a uh, girl in a almost like dystopian feeling, not not in the typical like Hunger Games dystopian feeling, but in a like dire straight situation, civilization in a sci-fi world where there are uh, there are some sort of like alien or non-human figures that are attacking them with spaceships and the humans have spaceships as well and this girl has a father who was a uh, fighter pilot and she really wants to be a fighter pilot too and uh, this is a, you know, it's a young adult story. So it's a teenage girl. Her name is Spensa, and she's one of my favorite Brandon Sanderson characters ever mm-hmm. already. And I'll get more into that. And I watched a video of Brandon Sanderson on the release day talking about what inspired him to write this story and he was talking about those you know the classic stories charles and i think aragon was one of these so i actually haven't read aragon Mm -hmm. um and these like someone happens like a often you know oftentimes a boy happens upon a dragon egg yeah and then Right, and then like raises the dragon, and it becomes this thing, and they can like I presume in Aragon at some point the guy can fly on the dragon. Uh, I don't know that I would say I maybe am spoiling Aragon, but I've never read it or seen it, so I hope I'm not. Um, and Sanderson talked about these kind of stories as an inspiration, but it's a sci-fi book, which is a step away from what Brand Sanderson typically writes, which is fantasy, and. He said he wanted to write that kind of story, but with a twist of stumbling upon an egg of a dragon and like raising and things like that. So he said, Skyward came, this quote, Skyward came for me wanting to write a story about a dragon. And it just turns out that the dragon is a spaceship with a really weird AI. <laughs> and that premise is, is a pretty fun one. And it's interesting how that one plays out. Yeah, that's awesome. It, 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 it sounds, you know, Sanderson always has these, he's always really generous with his, like, sharing of information and genesis for books and his inspirations and things like that. So, I mean, that sounds really intriguing. I'm kind of familiar with that trope and the idea of, like, bringing it into the world of YA science fiction. It yeah. it, it intrigues me. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that you are, Charles. And I'll, I have a lot more to say on this but i heard you asking about the prologue and yeah that was the first thing that i really that's when i knew <laughs> and that's always a good sign yeah. when you read the, the prologue yeah. and you know and it for me the way that brandon sanderson 
this is a much more recent book than most of what we've talked about when we've talked about Brandon Sanderson on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I think it, it so Skyward came out in 2018 toward the end of 2018 November 6th was the release day and you know we've talked about like Mistborn which was way before that and uh, we I mean yeah we did Emperor Soul also before that it's like so this is I think the culmination so Mistborn 2006 so this is 12 years later than Mistborn and we know how hard Brandon Sanderson has been working to hone his craft during that time yeah. and helping everyone else hone their craft which is yeah. what's, part of, what's so amazing I mean, about him as an author when you're, your starting point is or at least the point where we last read was Mistborn which is one of our favorites that right. we recommend all the time and that we love to talk about all the time and then now what if the guy that wrote Mistborn just didn't stop practicing writing for 12 years you know it's like wow okay well that also just that idea in its own has me very intrigued in reading like modern brandon sanderson yes and what's what's amazing so mistborn i think a lot about the twists and the plot and the magic system and all these kind of things and the characters are good but they're not the strongest of any brandon sanderson novel and in what i think of i think usually i think of stormlight archive when i think of sanderson's strongest characters Mm -hmm. and here he's using a first person pov in skyward and that combined with all of the things that you can tell sanderson has learned to continue to improve even beyond where he already was at with writing great characters it just he grounds you in a character and her motivations and why she is the way she is and why she wants to be the way she wants to be so quickly while wrapping that up in classic Brandon Sanderson level epic stakes. And it's this amazing combination of a grounded personal story that is so focused on, you know, his first person point of view. This we're not like, head hopping across all different point of views in the way that we are in uh, let's say stormlight we're here with spensa and that extra attention and that first person point of view makes her such a like well-defined character in addition to all the things that sanderson does to make you like right there with her wanting all the things that she wants for her. And that pro that prologue just uh, without spoiling anything, it just sets the stakes. It makes you realize she would uh, like why it makes you realize why she longs so much for this like fighter pilot type dream. And then it compounds and doubles down and triples down on like, and here's why she wants it even more. Mm -hmm. And when it, character wants something for me as a reader and they pursue that with like a relentlessness and a proactivity that's what's so important to to me i think in character or like one of the things that i find really important in protagonists and appeals to me a lot in protagonists and yeah i'll i'll say more about that but i don't want to be the (laughs) <laughs> you have reactions, Charles. Well, I mean, I haven't read the book, but you, you, 
your energy around it like i can always tell when dylan is skirting around like a really good book and one of my ears should be you know perked up listening carefully and it's happened a few times on the show and i heard pretty similar things when you were talking about rin from the poppy war series we did a very similar style episode to this of like oh i read this book called the poppy war it was super good you know rin's an amazing character very proactive like in pursuit of this mission and and we ended up you know reading those books and really enjoying those and recording tons of episodes around them and like i'm getting that same kind of energy from from your description of skyward yeah and i think i'm feeling that same kind of energy (laughs) discussing skyward in many many ways charles and that rin from the poppy war reference is is going to be pertinent here for Mm. how i'm thinking about it i'll i'll start by saying like this is a you know it's a young adult sci-fi story with fighter pilots and it and a lot of it takes place at a sort of academy for these kind of things and i think that might evoke a particular very famous sci-fi book for a lot of people and one that if I'm correct, you've read Charles. I'm talking, those, like, <laughs> I'm talking about Ender's Game. Yeah, I have read and that. That's another thing. You know, I'm much more into fantasy than I am into sci-fi, and it won't surprise a lot of folks that I, I haven't read Ender's Game, maybe, no, uh, given that. Uh, it won't surprise you, Charles. No, I'll say it does that, not surprise right? me. Um, so then I was, so I was thinking, like, who, who am I recommending this book for? Like, is it for fans of Ender's Game? I think if you're into that sort of, like, those kind of plot elements, and it makes a lot of sense. I did have a conversation with uh, David S., uh, who's a fantastic reviewer at fanfiact.com, at bookmeanderings, his Twitter handle. I kind of asked him, he's a huge Ender's Game fan, like, is this, he's read both, Skyward and Ender's Game. And I was like, is this like a great recommendation for people who've read Ender's Game? I don't know. Like, you've read both. And he kind of said no, like, in a nice <laughs> way. Like, he was like, no. He said there are similarities on the surface. Uh, both are military school settings for major, like, that, those kind of things. Both have alien threats, but the themes and storytelling are very different. But I, I do want to recommend, uh, he, and he said, like, recommend it, just don't. Uh, say it's possible to safely recommend it, but I wouldn't advertise it as super similar. Uh, but what it is super similar to, despite these very, like, on the surface being vastly different, is The Poppy War by mm. R.F. Kuang in a lot of ways, which is one of our favorite series that we've read. And it's not just me, Charles. Want to hear something really interesting? I, yeah, I was okay. on... Yeah, I was on Goodreads, and I was trying to look at, like, what does Skyward say on the back of the book to make sure I wasn't, like, spoiling things, and I, uh, you know, they mentioned things like uh, flight school in the back of the book and the ship that Sanderson mentioned, so I was like, okay, I'm safe. <laughs> I can mention those things if they're back of the book level, but something I noticed is, you know how Goodreads has this, like, readers also enjoyed thing on the side? yes. There are three books that appear, at least at the time of this recording, there are three books that appear on Goodreads' readers also enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one is called Aurora Rising. Uh, these are like, at least appear on the screen as a default. You can keep scrolling. Uh, one is Aurora Rising, 
then, then one of the other ones is called Aurora Burning. And those are from, those are like sci-fi young adult stories. Uh, I haven't read them. But the second book that appears is The Poppy War. <laughs> Interesting. And it's like, uh, so that's a fantasy, which is very adult. Yes, <laughs> right? very. So it is an extreme, but this is what readers also enjoyed who enjoyed Skyward by Brandon Sanderson. So it's uh, Skyward by Brandon Sanderson, a young adult science fiction novel. The second thing that comes up of readers also enjoyed is by RF Kwong, Rebecca Kwong, who is a very, very different author from Brandon Sanderson in yes. her writing style. She's her series. The poppy war gets labeled as grimdark uh, a lot of times. That's what and, I was going to ask. So because it, are they recommend? Does Sanderson like dabble in this grimdark territory, or is it just like the characters, like the main character similarities that you're talking about? So I think that it's basically how I would pitch to you if I were pitching it, Charles, or to fans of the Poppy War. Mm-hmm. This book, I would say, it's basically if the Poppy War by R.F. Kuang were written by Brandon Sanderson, but in a sci-fi and young adult setting. And by that, I mean that it's like got this relentless, intense, proactive, young female protagonist who like wants these things and pursues them with that way, like maybe not the level of Machiavellianism of someone like Rin, but with the just industriousness and desire and and I guess yeah like relentlessness is the word that keeps coming up an initiative of someone like Rin but it's like it is Brandon Sanderson and because of that it's like you know you and other folks who've read Brandon Sanderson are gonna know like there's a lot of things that Rebecca Kwong chooses to do in the Poppy War series and why it gets labeled as grimdark that I just don't think Sanderson like it's just not his way of thinking about the world, I guess. Like, <laughs> no, I never it, felt that You know what way. I'm saying? Yeah. He's Sanderson, to me, I don't know him, but it, to me, he comes off as a guy with like a lot of optimism, a lot of hopefulness to him, and this kind of, like, he wants to just, like, he wants to tell these great stories about people with heroic traits overcoming obstacles and, tr- like, just, and seeing if they can resist these, like, against these really intense odds. And I think that in some ways the depth and the, like, the balance of of Spencer, who goes by Spin, by the way, uh, hmm. which is kind of interesting because it rhymes. We've talked about Vin from Mistborn. Yes. Um, and we've talked about Rin from the poppy war and we've almost said there's like this vin to rin continuum of uh of vin being kind of the more play it straight like she's a great character um but she's just more like a hero um a person who's going to always choose i mean i don't want to say always because you know spoilers and also complicated and not necessarily true but like a little bit more play it straight on this like uh, young female protagonist with a lot of power 
who is trying to express that in the world. Um, and then Rin's all the way on the other side of this continuum as this, like, st- I don't know if subversion's the right word. Uh, Rin from the Poppy War. Uh, a, but a take on that, which completely embraces this, like, Rin has been rendered powerless in so many ways that she's now, like, taken on these much more morally gray ways of thinking about the world in this much more, we use that word a lot, Machiavellian approach to how she chooses to be in the world. And Spencer spin on the Vin to Rin continuum is kind of more in the middle. Hmm. Uh, sh- and she's got so, so much depth, I think, because of that. And I grabbed a quote from her, which just is why I love Spencer as a character so much, which is, I have natural feelings, I said, and I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. <laughs> and it's just very true to this thing I like about characters that have that level of relentlessness and intensity and proactivity, especially like protagonists, while also balancing it with that vulnerability. And that's something that I loved a lot about Rin from the Poppy War, and I, and it's something that shows up so much in uh, in the way that Spencer shows up, Spin, in, in Skyward. And I think that it's like, especially having read something that gets labeled grimdark, like the Poppy War, and seeing the ways in which that, like, one of our favorite series, I mean, we talk about so much on, on here, and I, you know, a lot of people, I am a proponent of grimdark in a lot of ways, and also to see, to go from reading a story like the one R.F. Kuang is uh, telling about Rin and then read kind of like what Brandon Sanderson would do with a similar character also facing some like really tough odds and bringing his own brand of like that hopefulness to it that isn't really brought to the same extent in the more grimdark poppy war is just it was really interesting and like a change of pace that I really enjoyed going from one series to the other because it's like you, I don't know, it's, I don't want to get into spoilers, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, that would, that to me is very interesting just from where we've been talking about where like grimdark fantasy is as a genre and like what makes the poppy war stand out so much and what makes Brandon Sanderson traditionally stand out so much. And it sounds like he's, Mm -hmm. He's exploring a little bit more of this territory with this character in Skyward. Yeah. So that to me is very interesting. I, just, I haven't read like <laughs> I have like I think the earliest or like the most recent Sanderson book I've read is still over 10 years old. So like I I I stand very excited to see where he is and I would love to I've never read any of his science fiction work either. So it's definitely piqued my interest. Th- was the idea that it was young adult, did that shake you at all? Was that one of the reasons you picked it up? Like, how are the way? I'm not at, uh, I, young adult to me, it just doesn't, it doesn't change really what I'm thinking about a book besides knowing that there's, it's more likely certain things will be like, like I'm expecting more romance uh, if I'm going to a young adult and, you know, people who've been listening to this show for a while probably know that that is 
not a deterrent at all for me. In fact, a really well-done romance and well-written romance is uh, something I really enjoy reading about in books. And I guess I'm also expecting, like, there will be some toning down of the violence compared to something like the Poppy War, (laughs) the First Law series by Joe Abercrombie, or, like, these really adult series. Like, you know it's not going to bring that level. But besides that, I'm like, look, a good story is a good story, and young adult, it just doesn't, it doesn't change things for me in either. I'm not like, oh, yes, like, it, young adult, I have to read it. Uh, and I'm also not like, oh, no, young adult, like, I don't want to read it. It just doesn't change it. I'm just like, okay, well, like, that, this is young adult. It's by Brandon Sanderson. And the second part is the part that's much more likely to change how likely I am to read it. And, of course, the premise and things like that. So I think, yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm biased against young adult, but I'm also not, like, I guess, biased for it, if that's a way to speak about it. It just didn't change how I thought about the book. Uh, it changes, yeah, some things about it. But yeah, you can ask further if you're interested. <laughs> no, no, that makes sense. Like, I, I know that, you know, sometimes with young adults, the the plots can tend to fall into a lot more of these tropes of like, oh, we've got the school and the chosen one and the dystopian world and all these other things. But mm-hmm. it sounds like this does not go in that direction at all. So I'm um, uh, and, you know, I well, I, some of it yeah. like the school aspect of it. Right. Um, it does. And I, I won't speak to some of the other ones to avoid spoilers. But yeah, well, yeah, it, it seems like just a for someone who's as interested and talks about Sanderson as much as we do, it seems like it's a new perspective into his like writing style and writing capabilities and things like that, that just from reading things like Mistborn and like Emperor soul and stormlight that we we've been like, it feels kind of fresh in a way. Is that accurate? Oh yes. It feels very fresh and Hmm. it feels in some ways. Yeah. It feels like a, progression to me you know if you it's totally fair if you read Mistborn and think the characters are better than the ones in Skyward it's all subjective but to me that it felt like 12 years of progression of someone who works very hard on their craft then like becoming better at writing characters like this and then it's like yeah, the freshness comes from characters like Spin and Spencer. Like, they're the things that make them, for lack of a better word, like vulnerable and like almost potential to be victims of the world around them and how that can render them powerless and make them then lash out and make them then like not become the best people in some ways it's like to see sanderson approach some of those things which i think he was already approaching with vin Mm -hmm. but then like i think he's approaching it now with more experience with spin that it's like (laughs) it's fresh because a lot of times i guess recently for me it's gone more the route of the way things kind of go in the poppy war, which I won't expand on uh, with the more like grim, dark take. And I've, I guess like having read the poppy war and loved it, I was ready to be like, well, what if it was written by someone who 
I love reading the writing by two <laughs> and has a completely different perspective on how someone could deal with this like messed up world around them trying to render them powerless and try to face it head on with that same level of proactivity and just intensity and like while maintaining that vulnerability I don't know it's like I can't it's interesting because it's like there, yeah, it, it probably should speak to how fresh it is that it's a Brandon Sanderson novel that is being compared on Goodreads to an R.F. Kuang novel. Yeah. Like, I don't know how else to say that. It's like, <laughs> that, yeah, these, yeah, it's not grimdark. It's not grimdark. It's not even fantasy. Uh, it's not adult. It's not anything on the surface that The Poppy War is, but it's a book that lots of fans of The Poppy War are reading um, and enjoying because... It's just like a fresh take. I mean, so is the Poppy War. I mean, they came out, honestly, the Poppy War, maybe only, I'm trying to remember when it came out, maybe 2017. I didn't check. I didn't think I'd be talking about the Poppy War this much on it, but I'm glad to. <laughs> 2018. They were published the same year, ah, with that, which is super interesting. That's that, probably like, why they're both... being compared a, a little bit. Yes. And just kind of like similar characters, but in the hands of two authors with very different perspectives. So I think. Yeah, like two, yeah, two very fresh takes, and Sanderson's approach is is interesting, and it's not like for a bunch of reasons, including the sci-fi aspects. Like it's not like anything Sanderson has written before, so super fresh. Yeah. Well, no, that sounds really awesome. Uh, Sanderson, like, like. I, like I've said before, I have like I have my TBR and then I have my Sanderson TBR, yeah. and, and this one is pretty high up on that list because for me it's like uh, Stormlight Archives just feels like so much of a commitment, whereas I think I'm more likely to quickly pick up Skyward. Is that accurate? Is it like a quick pickup kind of thing? Well. I don't it's know like how long over it is. 500 pages. Oh, of course. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you remember which author you're talking about here? Of course. Right, Charles? Well, he wrote Emperor's Soul. <laughs> he did. Yes, he wrote Emperor's Soul. I just Soul. thought because it was YA, I didn't think it was going to hit the 500 page mark. I guess yeah. I'm wrong. No, it's. It's not. It's a quick read compared to like we're reading the Wheel of Time now, so that makes almost anything look like a a quick read. But no, it's not. You don't pick it up the way like yes, the Emperor's Soul. You pick up because it's like I want Sanderson, but I don't want the commitment of a Stormlight Archive, which is like yeah, I I understand why someone would be in that kind of mood. Skyward is in between those two for sure. It's not quite Mistborn levels of length. Um but it's got, yeah, it's got a very full and like character driven story. It's like the the arcs, the story is driven by character arc more than by plot, which isn't always the case. I think with Sanderson, sometimes is, sometimes isn't. I would say the same thing about Emperor's Soul is more like character driven. But I would say Mistborn feels it's both. But if I had to pick one, I think like the story is the story overall is more about the plot than it is about the characters uh, in Mistborn. That's my take on it. Just like the arc of it, like 
and I again I don't want to spoil that, but I love how Skyward is Sanderson taking a much more character focused approach, and that's illustrated in a lot of ways through the uh, through the first person perspective. That's another thing that that helps keep it fresh. And yeah, and I mean, I just want to like we've said a lot of really amazing. Well. I, I don't know if they're amazing things, but we've said a lot of very complimentary things. <laughs> Hopefully they were perceived as amazing things to be saying. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, we have we have lionized Brandon Sanderson on this podcast because he deserves it for his incredible work, for his incredible contributions to the community, for everything that this man does for fantasy and, and now sci-fi. Um, and... I like all of those things being said, this is, this is one of my favorite Sanderson novels ever. And maybe my favorite single Sanderson novel ever. I've read three of the four stormlight archive books. Uh, So it's, it's close between, (laughs) I would put it ahead of Mistborn for me personally. Totally fair to not think that for for you. I know how beloved I love Mistborn. It's one of my favorites, (laughs) but it's like, yeah, I would personally put it above Mistborn for me. I would, I would, it's only the Stormlight books, they're so different. <laughs> like, it's hard to, it's hard to, like, these adult thousand plus page books with In all these rotating point views. And- <laughs> And, like I need to step back and really think to tr- like to try to say which are my favorite between Skyward and Stormlight. But the sheer fact that that's even a conversation should tell you something with how amazing Stormlight is. I don't, you know, I'm not the first one to tell you that. Yeah, uh, I'm sure, definitely not. Um, and I think that the and I will, yeah, I think I'll say it. I think Spensa is my favorite Brandon Sanderson character I've ever read. <laughs> and that's just for like Charles, you probably can tell. Like that quote I read. Yeah. Uh, is so what I like in protagonists. <laughs> like the I have natural feelings and I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. It's like yeah. It's 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 her or it's Dalinar from and I really like Kaladin from Stormlight too. But it's like that's how good this is. That's what I'm trying to get across to people listening. Is like, yes, I've read uh, 75% of Stormlight. Um, and this is so good for me and what I look for in novels uh, that I'm saying probably my favorite Sanderson character in Spensa and up there with Stormlight for me and just, just Sanderson. Novels. Okay. Wow. Well, that is... High praise indeed, Dylan. Uh, <laughs> you have you have me intrigued. You know, it, to me, Stormlight feels like Sanderson's current magnum opus, and to have yeah. something like Skyward come in and rival it is very intriguing, to say the least. So, yeah, thank you for yeah. sharing this series with me and with the listeners. Skyward by Brandon Sanderson. Check it out if you're looking for a little sci-fi adventure. For sure. And I've been... uh, People have been very clear with me with how positive I've been about this that they will be disappointed in me, it seems, uh, (laughs) 
if they do not like it as much as I seem to, <laughs> is the sense I'm getting on social media and stuff. So I, uh, yeah, yeah, you're talking about very high like, so. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's like I'm trying to frame it as like, and I think you'll get this too, and when, when I eventually convince you to read this, Charles, like what's so amazing about it a lot of it first of all like a lot of people are finding it amazing it's got like a 4.5 on goodreads so oh, yeah. like the reviews are good i did check like, them out on goodreads before yeah. coming in today they are very good so right yeah no so surprise. it's not yeah a lot of people who aren't me are also loving this novel um it's okay to <laughs> to like like the other stuff more than this it's okay if you try this and you don't like it but for me and what i look for in like character focused stories about proactive people this is this really hit the the spot for what i love and i hope anyone who checks it out because of what i'm saying today finds the same for themselves awesome well that's great dylan uh, if unless you have more to say i think we're ready uh for that outro music I'm ready for that sweet, sweet outro music. Let's get pumping, Charles. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. This has been your co-host, Charles and Dylan. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the show, a great way to do that is to engage with us over on social media. We'd love to hear your, your thoughts and and you have discussions, and that's over on Twitter at the FTF Podcast with the number one at the end. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram at the FTF Podcast. You can always send us an email as well. That's over at the FTF Podcast at gmail.com. Now, Dylan, if, they, if the listeners wanted to support the show and they just so happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, what can they do? toss five stars to our podcast just find that friends talking fantasy page on the apple podcast app scroll down past any episodes until you start seeing stars once you're seeing stars the optimal number of stars to click to support the show would be five of them if you have a little bit of extra time and want to go that next step to support the show then writing a review is a great way to do that but just listening is more than enough we really appreciate you doing that (laughs) yes just listening guys thank you so much we greatly appreciate it and as always go forth and conquer friends